Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening. A lot to get through over the next hour. We'll have a big preview of the Senior Hurling Championship. We'll be speaking to a number of clubs ahead of their opening fixtures. We will be talking to a man who's going to run a mile in each of the 154 GA clubs in County Cork. We're talking to Cork City boss John Caulfield while trying to bounce back from their poor run of form as they go to UCD tomorrow night. We'll also be talking wrestling and we'll hear from uh, Tracy Kennedy in conversation with Joanna Reardon as well. It's all to come between now and 7 o'clock on the Big Red Bench. to a man who spent 40 grand on the Big Red Bench credit card in the last six months it's Kieran O'Regan all uh, for uh, well weddings don't pay for themselves like yeah well look that's the thing the DJ was the most expensive thing of it roar yeah when we got your invoice thanks for that yeah cheers for that yeah yeah how convenient that all that money went to people you knew hey Uh, Uh, yeah Sure, look, it is what it is. Um, do you, I can't keep up with the golf, the, the the Masters at Augusta. It's after changing so much uh, in the last All short while. Tiger is in contention. He's wearing red. It's Masters Sunday. That is a very, very good day uh, indeed. But uh, a guy I'd never heard of before, to be honest, Patrick Cantlay was leading, but now Xander Schäufele is uh, leading on 12 under par. So he is one clear of Cantlay, uh, Brooks Kupka, uh, Tiger Woods, Francesco Molinari. Um, so it's going to be a very, very interesting shootout over the next uh, hour or two it has to be said yeah, we'll uh, keep everyone up to date with that because, uh, as, uh, as Roar said, it's uh, ever-changing at the moment. Uh, elsewhere, Liverpool taking on Chelsea. Um, it's a great day for the parish so far. Now, there is only 73 minutes gone, but Roar, do you have an update over Yeah, we do. We've got Shane Pennington. It's Liverpool 2, Chelsea nil, and what a goal from Mo Salah. He's picked up the ball 25 yards out, cut in from this right-hand side, and then arrow to shot, flat past Kepper into the left-hand top corner of the net. It's a brilliant goal, and it's Liverpool 2, Chelsea nil. Uh, after that second goal, Chelsea came right back into it. Uh, Hazard had a couple of chances, hit the post as well as Liverpool um, try and go look for a third goal. They're on the attack here as they look for a third. Um, but yeah, Liverpool 2, Chelsea nil. is how it stands with a 74 minutes on the clock. Yes, yeah, so uh, hopefully they can uh, hold on to that lead. Um, back top of the table at the moment, two points clear. It's going to go right down to the wire. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Man City, they had a good result earlier on today. They defeated Crystal Palace uh, three goals to one. And we got to Mike Lawrence, who was at Selhurst Park. Crystal Palace one, Manchester City three. Reigning Premier League champions, Manchester City, were made to work for their win against bogey side Crystal Palace. Raheem Sterling had scored early in each half as the England striker continues his good run of form. But with the clock running down, they conceded a free kick on the edge of their 18-yard box. Luka Miljevojevic fired it past the wall through into the back of the net. The home side were given hope before Gabriel Jesus slotted home in stoppage time to make it Crystal Palace 1, Manchester City 3.
Yes, so uh, Man City having a, a good win uh, there. Elsewhere, Celtic, they've uh, defeated Aberdeen 3-0 in the Scottish Cup semi-finals in Hampden Park. It, uh, well, when you look um, at the the timeline of the game, there was uh, things to be going on. Yeah, one second yellow and uh, straight red as well. Uh, lots seem to be uh, going on that. But anyway, a 3-0 win for Celtic. Uh, goals from James Forrest, Odson, uh, Edward and Tom Rogic uh, getting the goals there. And uh, that sets them up with a meeting with uh, Hart. So, uh, sure, look, you'd be expecting uh, hopefully a Celtic win. You never know, magic of the cup and all that. Yeah, I mean, Gaelic Games, uh, very, very busy day of action in the county championships and the senior football championship Carberry Rangers went up against uh, Illin Rovers and it was uh, Carberry or Illin Rovers who uh, won that two goals and nine points to one goal and nine a three point win there for Illin Rovers and the Premier Intermediate Football Championship it finished uh, one nine to eight points in favour of Kilnamatra over Aeroge so uh, a good win for them uh, Nave Bon were playing Balangiri today and uh, a lot happened in the last 10 minutes Balangiri went down to 14 players uh, rightfully so it must be said um, but they came back Neva Bond were coming back then but Balangiri really drove on and they ended up uh, winning that game 2-12 to 1-9 winning it by uh, 6 points and that game doubled up as uh, who the winner of that game would go through to the Comortis Pell competition which was hosted by Neva Bond a year or two ago in uh, Ballyvorney. Okay. Uh, it's a competition for all Gwelta clubs around the country, so um, Ballingary will go into that. In the Intermediate Football Championship, uh, Bullock beat Mitchellstown today in Mallow 2 8 to 1 8. And Drum Tariff, their first year up intermediate, have uh, defeated near neighbours by about five minutes, uh, three goals and nine points to one goal and ten beating Mill Street there in Cullen so a good win for Drum Tariff there in ladies football the Munster Minor Football Championship started today and Cork defeated Tipperary two goals and eight points to Tipperary's two goals and six tip led for most of that game so uh, good to see uh, Cork winning that down in Ovens in basketball in the WNLC Champions Trophy a game that has just tipped off Father Matthews taking on Courtyard Liffey Celtics and DCU at the moment and Ballincollig they're the Men's Division 1 League Cup champions they defeated Dublin Lions 90-67 earlier on today and uh, in Formula 1 Lewis Hamilton he's won the Chinese Grand Prix to lead the Formula 1 Drivers Championship the Englishman won the sports 1000 race in his Mercedes uh, finishing ahead of Altari Bottas and Sebastian Vettel yeah, Congratulations to Ballincollig a cracking win for them and uh, Liverpool still leading 2-0 uh, with 78 minutes now on the clock alright we're going to start the show uh, looking ahead to uh, Cork City's clash with UCD tomorrow I've been catching up with uh, Cork City boss John Caulfield about uh, their recent poor run of form trying to turn things around as uh, they go to UCD the pressure that's on them but first he gives us an injury update ahead of the game Carl Shepard is uh, under pressure we'll have to we're doing a fitness test on him today and we'll see how he is um, Daryl Connor Forch is still out and obviously Alan Bennett is, is struggling as well so um, but from that point of view uh, James Tilly comes back in um, unfortunately Cain Murphy got injured on the other night but Daryl Crowley's in the panel and Cain Bardry so um, you know the most important thing for us is that our performance the other night against Pats over the 90 minutes which was quite good up to about 75 80 but unfortunately we were disappointed to give away the late goal but uh, there was a lot of positives and uh you know, and, and and we created a lot of chances. We didn't take them, but we know it's a difficult game tomorrow. But uh, we need we're looking for three points. Just came our field for a few weeks with that hamstring injury. Yeah, it looks like he'll be out for three weeks, which is unfortunate because he'd done really, really well. And um, 
you know, we can see his great pace and ability into his, um, you know, we plan to give him a, a good bit of game time, but look at, that's the way it is. But young Daryl Crowley came in and I think everyone, you know, agrees he did really, really well and, and certainly, yeah, he'll be involved for tomorrow. He must be pushing for a starting spot based on his performance on Friday, is it? Yeah, well, I think the, the thing we have to be careful of at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, he's still only 18 years of age and uh, he has talent and we've only played two days ago so he has never played at this level and you know it was Friday to Friday so we just have to monitor him over just the training sessions uh, today and see how he is tomorrow but um, certainly he'll be in the squad What's the feeling like after Friday it's one of those draws that must have felt like a defeat Yeah it was disappointing I suppose look at we came off the back of two defeats arguably against Dundalk and Rovers who were the two strongest teams at the moment but we, but we certainly felt that um, we did enough to win the game but you know, and not to get the second goal and kill it off was always disappointing. But at the same time, I think we had created a lot more chances. And um, but we know tomorrow night UCD are one of those teams, incredibly fit, um, full-time college team, like to switch the play and keep the pitch big. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, those areas we've looked at that uh, we think we can exploit them. But at the same time, we have to take our chances. Given your recent form, are you under pressure heading up there tomorrow night? Well, I think you're always under pressure for every game, no matter where you are. At the moment, you can see the middle the table is quite boxed and um, you know if we can string a few positive results together so all of a sudden then you could be in the top three again or mm. you know certainly top four but at the moment um, you know you know the last number of weeks we haven't we haven't we've dropped points so you know there's a lot of heavy games coming up over the next three to four weeks and uh, you know we need to get our form but certainly if we could win you know get a bit of consistency and get three or four wins all of a sudden you, you will be back in the top four and that's what we're trying to do you were 4-4-2 four, four, on Friday is that something you're going to stick with or is it kind of a horses for courses kind of thing yeah I think it's horses for courses and who you have in personnel I think um, on the on the um, the option the other night certainly with the younger boys com- coming in we had we, we'd, we'd options you know if you look at it with Carol Shepard Darrell Connor, James Tilly missing the other night three forward players so um, it, it, it meant that we had to change it so you know it, it, it's, we're, we're, not, we're not rigid I know we've played 4-3-3 for a long time and we play that quite a bit but at the same time at the moment we have other options and uh, you know we've looked at even in pre-season we played 3-5-2 three, three, quite a bit and um, so you know we're doing work on, on, on different systems I suppose it's, it, it depends on the personnel but um, um, tomorrow is a different type of game Used to play that four three three, and they they, they switch to play quite a bit. Mm. So um, and there'll be a lot of work in the game, but um, you know we're working on a few things at the moment. The case now, you're just waiting for your team to click, given the, the I suppose the poor start you've had to the season. No, I think I think the, the, the scenario we've had a lot of injuries, which has been disruptive. We we're, we're generally, if you look at our history over since we've come in, we like to play consistency and consistent teams. But it's been just one of those ones where you know Colum Horgan comes back in, plays a number of games, gets injured. Tarot Connor was an awful blow to us. Um, James unfortunately got suspended for a couple of games and uh, so you know a few of these things happen but you know the most important thing is that uh, you know all I could say to our supporters you know they're we train them every day. They're, they're really good guys, really talented. Yes, when you lose a couple of games, it knocks confidence and mm. and uh, you know when you get a win it'll bring the confidence mm. back and the sooner we get a win the better John while I have you it's been an, an interesting week I suppose for Irish football off the field what's your take and everything that's been, uh, been going on well I think as, as a soccer man and a soccer supporter you know 
it's unfortunate that there's a lot of negative news at the moment and there's a lot of issues and I suppose to be honest um, without going into great detail mm. I suppose look we all understand there are many problems and I think you know over the years since I've become the manager here I've always spoken about our own league and the Air Tristan League and trying to promote and bring it to a different level and unfortunately we're still where we're at and um, I suppose from, from, from that point of view there, there, there's areas that you know we certainly would prefer that um, a lot more effort and work would go into the Artistic League, but at the same time, um, you know, there's lots of um, revelations and details out there. But you know, for me at the moment, it's it's not the appropriate time to comment because there's there's still a lot of stuff that we don't know about. That's Cork City boss John Caulfield ahead of tomorrow's uh, clash with UCD. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sounded a bit out of breath. At the, yeah, the they, they were actually sounded like, like me coming up the stairs outside there. <laughs> they were literally on the training field. He came out to have a chat with me, and I think he was delighted to get out of the wind and the rain. Uh, and then straight back out into it. So um, I was going to talk to him. Um, interesting. Uh, mentioned to him about the FA and everything that happened uh, uh, this weekend. The revelations in the Sunday Times today about uh, John Delaney and his uh, credit card spending forty thousand uh, by uh, for the last six months of twenty sixteen uh, was spent by John Delaney. Uh, so that was what mm-hmm. that took up the the front page of the the Sunday Times today. Um, reports yesterday that maybe Delaney was going to resign me heard reports that he had told friends that he was stepping down uh, still nothing official from the FBI as of yet um, so it's been fairly old quiet on uh, on the John Delaney front uh, bar I suppose mm-hmm. the Sunday Times revelations today um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few days reports today suggesting that um, it could be tomorrow <laughs> I, I have a sneaking suspicion um Nothing is going to come of this. That like Delaney will write it out. Possibly, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the options, but I think there's too much pressure on him. There's too much pressure on the FBI as a whole now. At the uh, um, the way things stand, so it's going to be very interesting to see to see the way things pan out the next few days. Yeah, and uh, Shane Ross coming out today mentioning the sports capital grants that the FBI are. It could be in jeopardy of yeah. receiving any of those, and the Aviva, I think, were due a five million grant or something. That's yeah, in jeopardy. It's top graded for the yeah. Euros. So, so yeah, but like I know a lot of people who who'd work in the the FAI uh, remit will say that he John Delaney does have a huge amount of supporters out there. For all the people who are saying he should step aside, he has a huge amount of supporters out there as well. Yeah. Um, so look it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few days but you'd imagine uh, it's certainly not the last we're, we're going to hear of John no, Delaney uh, this not. week your uh, man Patrick Cantlay actually has uh, dropped down to yeah, the Tiger Force. Woods is now a uh, joint leader of the Masters on the final day 11 years after his last Masters win um, so he's on 12 under par he birdied the par 5th 13th uh, to move him to 12 under par alongside Xander Schäufler and uh, Francesco Molinari who's recovered from um, that double bogey on 12 uh, it's going to be a very very interesting uh, run and so that should be getting a result in about an hour's time so really looking forward to seeing how all that pans out and uh, Liverpool still 2-0 up on Chelsea 85 minutes on the clock Liverpool riding up the, the storm of Chelsea pressure and it uh, looks like Liverpool are going to get the win there and go back to the top of the table now Kevin Donovan who's originally from Ballycotton has uh, taken on the challenge of running a mile in each of the 154 adult GA clubs in County Cork plus Parky Cueve and Porky Rin. In addition, his wife Mary is pledged to walk a mile at the 80 clubs within the county where there are ladies football clubs. Now, the key objective is to raise awareness for the Cork Parkinson's and Cork Deaf Associations. Carol's been speaking with Kevin 
about what he's doing and why. Uh, so the aim is to run um, a mile at, the, at every J club pitch in the county of Cork. Uh, so that consists of um, 156 pitches, if you include Parky Cueve and Parky Ring. Um, how have you been getting on so far with that? Um, it's early days yet, um, but we're, um, I have 12 pitches already done, so uh, so far so good, as they say. Um, why are you running uh, around pitches? Um, well, I suppose the idea is based on where... Um, Ten years ago, I came across um, two uh, two, celeb- two celebrities, I suppose, from BBC Radio, where they ran a mile at every Premier League ground in England and Scotland, and um, I suppose I I suppose I felt uh, let's put a GA spin to it um, in Ireland, and um, I said let's make a cock version um, this time. Um, how have you been getting on with the, the reaction from clubs? I see a few write-ups and stuff about it as well, a few mentions on Twitter. It's, um, I, 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 so far, I've actually been taken back by um, how the clubs have t- been taken on board and um, um, even of the 12 pitches we've been to so far, it's just been nothing but great welcomes and uh, it's been great fun so far. Like... Uh, any problems getting onto the pitch in Parky Creek? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I ran the 4G pitch, so um, we got around that one. <laughs> um, how long do you think uh, it'll take, you know, to, to get around the county? Because it's uh, obviously it's a fairly big county. Yeah, it, it is a fairly big county, and it took a long time to come up with a schedule. So um, at the moment, I'm hoping to finish on the 22nd of June, and that pitch will be Ross Rovers in Shanagarry. And uh, look, before I leave you go, where can people get more information on what you're doing? Uh, so uh, they can check out on Facebook at, um, if you type in County Challenge 2019. All the information is up on that. That's right, yeah. All the information should be there, yeah. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. That's Kevin Donovan who's going to run a mile in the 154 adult GA clubs in County Cork. That's a lot of clubs. That's a lot of pitches. That is a lot of miles doing it to raise awareness for Cork Parkinson's and the Cork Deaf Associations. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd be able to do all that running, to be honest with You're you. You're a referee. You like run on pitches all the time. Yeah, but I don't run around them yeah. all the time. And that, there's a hundred and something clubs there he's going running around. So there's 154 clubs. How many have you refereed on? Um, I haven't counted them. I love going to new pitches I haven't been to before, though. Yeah, uh, I did get asked to go down very, 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 very West Cork uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think that there just wasn't availability of referees. I would have loved to have gone down, but um, couldn't. But uh, a fair share of them in East Cork City and North Cork. What's your favourite pitch? Favourite pitch. Oh, I. Oh. There's quite uh, a lot of like scenic grounds around Cork and very atmospheric grounds. There is, do you know what? I've never actually thought about that. The the only place uh, this sounds ridiculous, but the the place I love going to uh, is Mallow because they have the best shower in all. <laughs> after match, uh, after a, match, it's nice to have a shower. I love refereeing. Response. I love refereeing Park uh, It's great to be up in Park mm. but um, uh, yeah, like look, a lot of places don't have. 
fantastic facilities it's just I suppose maybe they don't have the, the money to put into them but um, certainly referee facilities which may be something club, clubs can, can work on down the line but anyway that's a bugbear of some referees uh, but yeah um, probably a park you're in I love refereeing park you're in Alright Liverpool still 2-0 up on Chelsea that's going into added time and uh, still uh, Tiger Woods in a joint share of the lead um, with Francesco Molinari and Xander Schäufler at the Masters Alright we're going to switch together games the County Senior Hurling Championship uh, launched this week at Parky Cueve Kieran has been uh, speaking with some of the managers and players involved in this year's competition first up Kieran spoke with Gary Morrissey from Newtown Chandram the Avenue side of a tricky task against Bishopstown Yeah really looking forward to now um, do you know championship is you start out the, the start of the year and you're looking forward to it. you have a target you have a date you have a position you know and then you just want to get on with it now do you know get started yeah. Um, look, the, I suppose before the championship starts, you're, you're playing league, and Newtown are, are doing pretty well in the the league at the moment, up in the top half anyway. Um, that's obviously good preparation going into championship when you're winning games and so on. Definitely, um, I think the new changes to the league seem to be working well. You know, definitely. Um, even having it finished in June or July is a big thing because it used to drag on and but the games are very competitive every game we've had so far has been very competitive and you'd see that across all the all the games across the league so yeah there's a good edge to the games in the league this year which is good yeah um, mentioned first round coming up uh, pretty sharp um, do you, have you seen anything of uh, your opposition no. not that you can divulge anyway <coughs> No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen him look at you kind of focusing yourself, come up for the first round, you know. Um, no, I haven't seen any of them. We like, they gave us a nice trimming and mellow there two or three years ago, you know, in championships. So we're no doubt of what to expect here, like, you know. It's going to be a fierce battle, like, and we know that. So You, you have your Cork players back as well. Um, you had them back for the... the Blackrock League game um, I know you probably the weekend before you probably could have had him back there was a bit of confusion I think uh, there between the, the county board and the county management but you have him back now as well um, it's important to get him back as soon as possible I guess or as far out from championship to get them in because they're working with one system with the county team and then obviously you have your own tactics and everything to be working on as well yeah look um the lads first of all we're delighted that the lads are there because you know they're getting great great training and up, up here and it's brilliant for them individually and personally and from the club as well we love it like we love from people representing the county um, but yeah we, you like to get them back and it's just to go through a few things yourself and just get them into the group and have the crack with their friends again you know saves them to drive up and down the road as well two or three times a week you know which is you know it can be tiring like but no, it's it's good. It's good to have the lads back. Yeah, um, you're there for another year as management um, players. Any you know this year or much the same as last year? Yeah, we have a couple of lads going to Australia again. Um, yeah, Jack Hurley went to Australia. You now he's a good. You know he'd have been uh, our captain last year. Um, we brought through a couple of good minors, but they're only minor. You know, it's it's a big step up. Um, but no, look, I mean. When you're in a small place, you have to make better what you have, and you can't go out and buy. You know, it's not like soccer or anything like that. So you just have, look. We train hard. We try to improve, and we, that's all you can do. You know, get ready as best you can, and that's it. Yeah, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Ryan Clifford would have come over for games last year or, or the year before. Will that be happening this year? I know he's in Dubai. No, no, Ryan won't be coming. Um, yeah, no, what happened last year, he was only gone three weeks before the first round, so it, we were able to manage it last year, but he's gone over 
a year and two or three months now so it's just gone too long you know and uh, it's unfortunate like Ryan Ryan's a good guy good good fellow in the group and that but unfortunately well I suppose fortunately the, the world is getting smaller and people are, are spreading the wings and that so yeah you can't help it you know um, but look you've been working with the, the core group you have anyway um, since whenever you went back training but um, you're obviously building with them um to, to this first round they, there's going to be well managers might admit to it maybe or, or players wouldn't but the change in structure to the county championship for next year this year will have a bearing on that and last year and, and the two years previous to that um, obviously you want to get the best grade and you, you want to be premier senior next year while you're first pre, while you're thinking now of the first round you're not thinking of next year it must must be some thought into right we have to do well here because we want to be playing premier senior next year and the further we go this year championship the better chance we have of doing that as well yeah look um, yeah it's not really in your thoughts because it's not mine anyway I, I just think start of the year we go out we go to win to win the championship or get as far as we go we know it's an extremely hard championship to win but every team in this championship believes at some level that they can win it you know so if you focus on next year this year kind of go past you you know but we'll just take it we'll go we'll play the first round now we'll see where that fares out and come after the 2nd of August we'll kick on again then and you know, just if you get a couple of wins, then a bit of momentum and that, like, you know, see who else here takes you, basically, that's it. You're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork, Shad FM, and that is Gary Morrissey from Newtown Shandrum. All right, so going to continue our uh, Senior Hurling Championship uh, preview as we can hear from the County Champions Imo Killy, who came through to the colleges and division section already. They're on course for the three in a row. Carol speak my manager for Argyll Condon. I suppose, um, from our point of view there, uh, we had Colum Spillane as opening Joe there, I know Willie here at the moment, and we'll have to bring in a few new fellas. Um, Shamey was niggling enough there for the Cabri game, so. We had a good look at a couple of the panel now as well for the rest of the year, you know. Um, this is a fresh year now, so no ideas, no ways for us again for this year, you know. So we're looking forward to it. It's good to be able to to be able to pick uh, new lads. You're a fantastic squad as it is anyway, but to be able to bring in new fillers on top of that? Well, I suppose, like, um, things revolve all the time, you know. Fellas have left the scene as well. Mm-hmm. Timmy Ganey and Baratouma there have moved on. Nilo there is no playing at UCC. So I suppose, you know, there was a room there for lads. So, well, I was looking for fellas, you know. Um, fellas are putting their hand up into clubs. We'll be on to them and give them a few games and see how they progress, you know. Yeah, we mentioned you've played the two games already. You can only beat what's put in front of you, but there were comprehensive victories at the same time. They were, I suppose, like, to be fair. But, I mean, we didn't score any goal yet in the championship. Um, so there are challenges that we have for going forward, I suppose. And then on top of that, then, uh, we were slow starting in both games as well, to be fair. You know, we, we were slow getting out of the traps there at times. So uh, we have a bit to do as well. Um, the aim is to get to the championship proper, which is where we are. So from that point of view, it is very pleasing. And we're looking forward into August. Yeah. It's going to be a while before you play. And you, you don't, obviously don't know who you're going to be playing Yes. Um, how like how do you manage uh, training in that respect, especially when the the junior championship in Imakili is going to be starting soon, and, and clubs are back uh, or players are back with their intermediate clubs and all that as well. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you know, um, 
a lot of our panel will be pure hurling men like you know they just love the area what we do is, is what they're about you know I am from from last Tuesday night until maybe five or six weeks time to be honest with you know they'll be going back to their clubs and that'll be a end of story like without any activity with ourselves we'll pick it up then maybe after the championship with our clubs and play a few matches during the summer get ready for August like you know I am obviously primarily you know they're we'd like to see him playing well with the clubs and progressing that's where we find players all along so I'm sure that'll be the case again Yeah, and look lastly before I leave you go uh, since we last spoke the county championship has changed for, for next year and that means for, for yourselves and all the other divisions and colleges only one of you will, will go through naturally you'll be hoping that's yourselves but what do you make of that championship? I suppose you know um, the proposals were put out there for a reason you know um, we were all trying out for change um, there was a couple of platforms put in front of club members and the, uh, the executives they've chose to stick with it which is barred um, the changing of the championship I think it's a good idea that maybe one team comes out because um, you know the, the thing in, in with the divisions is there are some competitive teams there and there's others that could do more a bit like you know so you know you're either in or out and it's, it's killed straight away a championship hurling then at that level so it's not a bad thing from, from that point of view um, I suppose the intermediate championship will be very promising this year now because there's a lot of very good teams there as regards the club teams and probably teams trying to get into the top tier at senior level and then the premier intermediate teams trying to make it into the senior area you know it's interesting this year now this championship so it's good to see it Yeah it's Fergal Condon there in Mokili Boss there on the hunt for a three in a row is anyone going to stop them Kiron? Uh, I, I I don't think so. <laughs> what kind of response is that? <laughs> well, because I haven't seen a lot of the the other teams. To be honest with you, now, like you look at Nipirshig, top of the the league table, um, they've only lost one, which is during the week against Canturk, who themselves are at the bottom of the table having lost all their games before that one uh, Nipirshig in flying form this year after a very probably demoralising last uh, 2018 um, Brimmy Killy obviously still the, the standout team it's just managing injuries and everything because it's different from the club where they may have a county player and, and they're with Cork for a lot of time but with Killy they could be with Cork they're also going back to their clubs if they're from a junior or intermediate team i.e. Seamus Harnedy who goes back to St. Eda's and then he's playing with McKilly and then he's playing with Cork um, like it's very hard for Fergal to, to try and manage all that as well you know um, it's a lot more difficult for McKilly but they're obviously in a very strong position they're going for a three row. he wouldn't talk about that at all but um, you can be sure it's all on their minds though it, of course it is of course it is no manager or anything will ever admit to that but it is it is um, even for me saying it to him he was thinking about it whether he admitted it or not but uh, yeah look they're, they're obviously the strongest team they've uh, the strongest players I think but like there's some uh, real intriguing battles in the in the first round namely Glen Rovers and Middleton as well next weekend mm. Um but yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, to next weekend when the the championship really gets going. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, Amy Kelly probably still the standout team. All right, going to go to Anfield for a full time report from Shane Pennington. Liverpool two, Chelsea nil. Jurgen Klopp's men finally get the better of Chelsea here at Anfield as they beat them for the first time in nine meetings to go back to the top of the Premier League table. Sadio Mane headed them in front before Mo Salah scored a second against his former club with a screamer from 25 yards. Roberto Firmino shot inches wide they look for a third and at the other end Esm Hazard hit the left hand post from 12 yards out it was then denied by Alisson Jürgen Klopp side two points clear at the top then Liverpool 2 Chelsea 0 no.
Well, we're going to take a quick break. More Gale again when we come back. Yeah, look, um, delighted. Um, great win, great win for the Parish. I was trying to push over that, yeah, thanks for that. Um, I, look, that's the way it is, sorry. Uh, there's still a couple of games left, but Liverpool do have the easier run. Yeah, uh, to be honest, it's going to go all right down to the wire. It's going to be. Uh, but do you know the title could be won in Old Trafford between Man United and Man City? Um, mm. Because look, if Man City lose that, Liverpool have a much easier run in. Yeah, I know you don't want to admit it, Roar. I'm not admitting anything. I know you won't. Oh yeah, look, you text me earlier on looking for butter from the shop. I said I'll get you butter. Just admit that Liverpool are going to win today. I didn't. I, no text back. You yeah. saw the message. I saw the blue text. <laughs> but there was no message back. No, right. I got you the butter right now. It wasn't that bad. Man City playing Tottenham next Saturday and uh, Liverpool go to Cardiff City on the Sunday. All right, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, more Gaelic games. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. There is now a five-way tie at the top of the leaderboard at the Masters. Dustin Johnston, Xander Scheifele, Brooks Kupka, uh, Tiger Woods, Francesco Molinari are all on 12 under par. Dustin Johnson with four birdies in his last five holes to shoot right up the leaderboard. Uh, Tiger Woods uh, still hanging in there and uh, Francesco Molinari, who started the day as the leader, um, still there on 12 under par. Uh, it's going to be a cracking end uh, to the Masters unless the weather catches up with them. Well, it's very possible. Did you see people going around with umbrellas there yeah. a short while ago? Is this the most entertaining or exciting, I suppose, better word for it, uh, into I love tournament. the Masters. I love Augusta. I love every single thing about it. Uh, we've been watching it this afternoon. Kind of disappointed it will be kind of over by the time they get home from work. I was love, love Masters Sunday, just sitting down relaxing, watching the golf on uh, Masters Sunday. But um, I hope Tiger Woods does it. It'll be an incredible story. It would be a massive, massive uh, comeback for him. And he looks just really tuned in from even yeah. some of the clips. Like He went into the woods and everything there. Just just really, like, he's just so focused mm-hmm. uh, in the cameras that uh, point him. But it would be great for him, obviously. But um, it, it, things are changing so much. Like a five-way, a six-way tie, no, a five-way mm-hmm. tie, sorry, at the top of the leaderboard. It's, uh, it's mad. It's great for the, the punters watching it. Yeah, we're going to uh, top of the Senior Football Championship now, Ireland uh, Rovers uh, beating Carberry Rangers 2-9 to 1-9 today, thanks to our early goals from Sean Donovan and Tom Bush helping them to victory today. Uh, Castlehaven, Dennis there for us, he spoke to Ireland uh, Rovers boss, Flora Griffin. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, you must be delighted, you know, I presume a local derby like that, you're looking for a big performance and yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it's hard to talk to after the game. That means so much to us. I mean, I know it's only first round, but for us, we haven't won a first round in a long time. Yeah. We're playing one of the best teams in the county. Like, they're a team that we always like look up to and say, we need to be like them, like a rural club, really grow um, uh, great players, keep their core players together, keep building around them. And, uh, you know, we knew we knew we had to be at our very best today and there was tough conditions. Yeah. And I think we really, really play well with great, great, great desire, great intensity. And uh, we got some great scores and the opportunities uh, came up. So you, you were against winning in the first half. Was that the plan or did you win yeah, the contest? Yeah, well, yeah, we, we didn't care. We were prepared for either way. But if it yeah. came, we said we go against the wind. And uh, I, t- I think what really helped us out is two goals in the first half. Yeah, yeah. was really going to set the tone. I think in the first half as well, Cab Rangers are coming back into it to keep the, I think, nine wise. Yeah. Uh, and that was because we really had to put pressure on them and we did put pressure on them and they had to force it a bit. So I think getting those two goals really kind of set the tone. And obviously, if you can see two goals very hard, yeah. And, and then in the 
second half they, they were coming back at you I, I yeah. suppose they were playing better against the wind as well and they were even yeah. down period over the score but, yeah, but there's no panic and yeah we got a couple of nice points to start the second half but we, we talked about that we were going, they were going to react then um, you know, John Hayes unlucky for them didn't start with an injury yeah. but then he came on like they have some great great players and they were going to come at us uh, we defended well but they, keeps, they got within a point like, and it looked as you know they had the momentum we had just had to we brought on a couple of subs who did absolutely fantastic and uh, you know just really helped us get over the line and especially after last year you know when you were cut up in the relegation battle it must be great just to put yourselves on a positive footing it, it, it is I, I mean football is probably simple but it's hard to do it and last year we were struggling to get like 10 of training this yeah. year like we're getting 30 of training and the lads are really up for it and it shows I mean everything shows like we lost cargo line last year I think by a point but you know we weren't prepared where we are this year this year is like just like a different group and yeah. it's fantastic and especially to, to get a win like that when you're missing guys like Kevin O'Sullivan David Cockman Alex Sassadiz Stephen Leonard we've all as well like Davey Ryan Kevin and Hamm players like that were injured so yeah like we, we, we have the players that's just keep it together and keep riding on yeah some I guess the stuff that no players going to stay if you go to stay but you know we're missing players today so we're missing players next day so it's the next battle for you so yeah, it's Flora Griffin there speaking after Alan Rovers win today over Cabaret Rangers. 2-9 to 1-9 was how that finished. All right, going to go back to our Senior Hurling Championship preview. Uh, I'm going to hear from uh, Newsys Town now and their captain, Jack Mead. Yeah, um, I think it's a good draw, really. Um, both sides, I think it's a good draw, really. I think, anyway, um, it's a good one to focus the minds early in the year. Big numbers up training. Um, good enthusiasm around the place. Everyone focusing on the one thing where you wouldn't, you mightn't get that with other draws. So I think that's a, a massive incentive for our fellas. Um, so I think both sides are going to be happy. Really, um, like we got a good win over them last year. We know we know it's going to be a totally different uh, story this year. They're they're not going to be happy with the way the game went um, last year. So um, we know both sides are going to be well focused for them. Um, I think it's a good draw, really. Uh, naturally, you'd want to do uh, a small bit better than, than last year um, in this year's championship. Yeah, I think anywhere, any year you want to build on the previous year, keep improving. Um, again, we got to the quarterfinals now the last two years. You kind of want to build on that. Um, unlucky against Imikili, I suppose, in some ways last year. Uh, we know what kind of team they are, but I think this time of year you're just focusing on the first game, first get over Bandon, and then you can look deeper into the championship. Uh, last year we spoke about um, uh, the the dual thing, uh, trying to get everything together. The, the footballers have had their first round, unfortunately uh, they lost. But how how's that managing now? I suppose it's over to the, fo- the hurlers now at this stage. Yeah, so the footballers will have had the last two weeks. Now the hurlers will have the next two going towards championship. Um, but I, I think it's it's a good thing in a way. People see well, there's a lot of pressure on the bodies and stuff, but. Um, it's a good thing in a lot of ways. It's kind of you're changing the focus of the mind, really different challenges. So I think being dual is kind of can be advantageous in some ways, um, but obviously the toll in the body can be a bit of pressure. So a fellow's going to um, build themselves back up after the loss now the other day and dive straight into the hurling and get going again. Um, any changes in management? New players coming in? Any retirement injuries? Um, in terms of management we had the same group as last year with the addition of Tim Crowley so he's a massive addition uh, the knowledge and experience he's going to bring is going to be phenomenal so um, we're happy with that in terms of players um, James, James Desmond is gone from last year he's gone travelling for the year um, and we have an addition of a couple of young fellas um, they'll be hoping to get game time now in championship they're pushing us hard um, bringing great en- energy and uh, 
I suppose extra numbers are always going to help, especially in the dual front as well. Um, so we're happy enough with them. Um, they keep going now and uh, keep us all ticking over. Yeah. And look, uh, before I leave you go, obviously the county championship structure has changed for next year. No, obviously you're not looking at next year, but it has to be in the back of the minds about how the gradings are going to work for getting to, to Premier Senior, I suppose. Last year would have helped get into the quarterfinals. Um, this year, if you get into the quarterfinals, it's a very good bet you'd be in the, the, the Premier Senior. Um, is that something that plays on the mind? I know you want to do as well as you can. Uh, obviously, you'd want to go all the way and win the county, but is that something that plays on the back of the mind, how the structure is going to work for next year uh, and affect this year's grading? Yeah, I suppose you wouldn't really think about it too much, um, but it kind of is in the back of the mind, I suppose. Um, if we get to the quarterfinal, we're kind of... You, you'd like to think you're, you're practically there. We're on the cusp, but now we're in 12th in hurling and football at the moment. So, right, and, uh, so we need a good few, win- we need at least two or three wins anyway, just to secure to be there. Um, everyone wants to play in the top grade of hurling and football, like, so that's your, everyone's aspiration. So hopefully we can just, um, first of all, beat Bandon, and that'll be a big step towards being in Premier Senior next year. Listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM, and that's uh, New Assistant's Captain Jack Mead uh, looking ahead to uh, their Senior Hurling Championship campaign. At the goal, Francesco Molinari was uh, put his ball in the water on 15, so he's going to drop out of the lead, uh, which is on 12 under par, shared currently by five golfers Molinari, uh, Woods, Kupka, Schaufla, and Dustin Johnston. So um, still very, very nervy there at uh, Augusta, but we'll keep you posted. Uh, on that one alright uh, we are going to continue our senior hurling championship look ahead the current Red FM Division 1 hurling league champion Sarsfield playing Mallow next Friday against Cantark and we spoke to manager Brian Roach they're going as well as well as can be expected um, we, 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 we kind of went back late enough we went back uh, over the month of February and uh, we kind of just met up once a week and kind of gradually built it up as, 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 as we went on and we went back fully then on the pitch and, uh, and uh, the first week of March and our, our, our league has been our league has been good enough, you know, and um, we just we, we we had our last game before championship yesterday there with all our cock players back, and it was great to have them back in the on, in, 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 in in the club jersey again, you know, and they were delighted to be back as well. So we've four or five sessions up before we go and take on Cantork in a couple of weeks, and we're looking forward to it. Um, that's one thing, actually, a good point. You finally got the the cork players back, and there was a weekend there, all right, where there was a bit of confusion, I think. Um, but you have them back. Uh, it's obviously good to have them back, especially. In a couple of weeks before championship, because when they're they're out of the camp for so long, they they mightn't uh, you know not that they wouldn't gel with the team because they obviously know the lads, but it can be tricky to get them stuck in. I suppose so close to the championship, but it's good you have them in, in training a couple of weeks before that. Yeah, it is of course, hundred percent. Look, the earlier you get them back, the better. And as I say, we got a, a good competitive league fixture yesterday under Bill there against Bright Rovers, and um, we, we'll go out now. We choose the Thursday, we have the weekend, we have Thursday next week before we play Cantork. And our Cork lads love coming back to to, to Sars to play with their club. You know, they love representing their club, playing with playing, playing with guys that they've grown up with and playing with up all through the years, like like other clubs have it with their county players. So um, there never be an issue with the lads blending back in or or or. or, or um, are, are coming back into the setup with, with, with positive attitude so you know, as I say we're, we're really looking forward to two weeks time against Cantork um, Cantork is uh, your opposition up in uh, Mallow on a, a Friday night I think it is um, all preparations going well for that yeah, obviously you're going to give Cantork the utmost respect, and that's that's as far as we're looking. Um, and look, mainly we 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 concentrate on our game and and and, and bring our game to to, to Mallow on, on on Friday week and make sure that we we, we do everything that, that we say we're going to do and 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 come out the right side of it. 
Uh, you're still there in the management ticket. Uh, any other additions to that? Or is there any new players after coming in around your retirement? Um, from the management side, Owen Quigley, who just retired last year, is after coming to the setup, and Owen's been brilliant since since he's come in. Loads of experience, good, strong character, great with the lads. So he's a good relationship with them already over his playing career. And um, Owen is doing great stuff on the pitch with the lads at the moment, and think, think, think things are working well, you know. So good young players coming through as well. Yeah, we we, we kind of still have the young lads from from the last number of years, and and and, and there's a good blend now of youth and experience in the team. So hopefully we can drive on them. And look, uh, lastly, Brian, I know you're, no no club is looking beyond the the first round, but uh, with championship structures changing next year, uh, a lot a lot will depend on this year's grade ins and last year's grade ins. And I know you'd be disappointed with last year, and you want to drive on this year, but it's obviously important to to try and go as far as you can to go or to go into the Premier Senior next year into the top twelve. Is that in the back of the minds? Um, I suppose in the back of the mind, but it's 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 way back there to be honest. Because re- regardless of, of what's going on next year, we we want to get to the latter stages of the championship, and that's the final and and, and win it because that's the ambition that the club has and that these players have and that we as management have as well. So we'll be going looking at every game as it comes. Can't talk first. We take our break and we go and we go hard again then for the third round. Yeah, that's Sarah's boss Brian Walsh there speaking to Kieran as they prepare to play at Mallow in Canturk. Looking at the leaderboard at Augusta, Tiger Woods is now out on his own in front. He's on 13 under par. He uh, birdied the par 5 15th, so he's on 13 under par. He's at uh, one clear of Dustin Johnson, Xander Schäufele and Brooks Kupka. Francesco Molinari with a nightmare on 15, a double bogey after finding the water. Uh, so he has dropped back to 10 under par, three behind Woods, and there are three holes left. Can Tiger do it? This would be a sensational, sensational story. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that one. Um, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> it's really, it's really, it's, it's changing so much, but the same thing could happen Tiger Woods. You know, one bad shot and, you know, he could be in trouble. Yeah. It's fantastic to see uh, the leaderboard, actually, uh, and Tiger top of it. All right, going to preview the next episode of the Joanna Reardon podcast. It's a podcast we've been doing with Joanna over the last uh, number of weeks as uh, she, she speaks to some of the biggest game changers in sport. Now, we uh, a, the first part of Joanne's interview uh, with Cork County Board Chairperson Tracy Kennedy is available right now. I'll go to redextra.ie click on the Joanna Reardon podcast it is there you can get it from iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify wherever you get podcasts you can get the Joanna Reardon podcast we're going to preview uh, Friday's episode uh, which is the second part of uh, her interview uh, with Tracy Kennedy I suppose where there seemed to be a women in sport kind of I'm not saying movement because it sounds very dramatic but there was a lot of stuff happening to promote like female participation in sport and I think a lot of times where people forget is to focus on administration as well which 20 by 20 are doing at the moment and that's something as well that you're obviously passionate about like do you think it's important that we get all these various voices at board levels just to kind of show you know because I mean people always say to me oh it's obviously because Tracy Kennedy's involved that's why the ladies football are playing double headers and I'm like last racing <laughs> you know so is it because of you <laughs> well I'm not going to take all the credit for it I yeah. think like you say there has been a huge movement I, yeah. I, I find it a really noticeable movement in the last few years there's much greater visibility I think it's a change in society it's not just about sport you know um there's much greater visibility of women in sport at all levels whether it's playing or administration and that's mm. really important when you think how long ago it was that Liz Howard was the first um, female county board officer and how few they have been there have been since yeah. you know, I'm, only, I'm only the second ever female county chairperson in, in Ireland you know, so the, the clubs abroad or the counties abroad do have, have more women involved in them at some times but 
I think there's a much greater movement. So it makes it easier maybe to be a woman involved in sports administration at this current time. Yeah. But, you know, we still need massive improvements. Do you know, and what worries me, I suppose, about Cartier is I don't see the next woman. Yeah. I don't see the conveyor belt, even though there's absolutely amazing women involved in clubs. Such fantastic women. And they're in all officer roles in clubs. I think we probably have more female club chairpersons at the moment than we've ever had, cool. um, which is great. It's, yeah. it's improving all the time. There are a number of clubs who have all female senior officer boards. So we'll say their chairperson, secretary and treasurer are all women. Mm. Um, that, that's brilliant. And, and it's it's great to have that, that mixture because you must have balance, Joanne, you know, in, in, in anything. Yeah. You need different voices. Now, it's not just about women. I'm also a bit disturbed about the general lack of diversity. Yeah. You know, in the GA particularly. Mm. I mean, when I look around the room I'm in, it's still very much a white male environment. Mm. And there are very few people with different abilities involved. There are very few, few people from diverse cultural backgrounds involved. So, like, there's a whole... I'm not going to try and solve all that now, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but there is a whole... Um, change needed in that area we need generally more diversity I think even every sport <coughs> kind of struggles with that like <coughs> I mean we I think back in January Karen Karen Brady came in from West Ham so she's the chairperson of West Ham uh, Football Club and even she was saying that like fair enough she's promoting women in sport but she was like there's also like you know ra- race in sport mm. ability in sport like there's so many other areas so that we many. still have to cover yeah, yeah. it's it's um it's going to be a big challenge yeah. because, again, I think, and this is good, Like these are things we need. There, There is generally an awareness that we need. Like, you're doing a brilliant job. Like, I mean, the leadership role you're playing, you're, you know, for people with disabilities mm. and the role that you're involved in and what you're doing here in terms of media and so on, you're making that very visible. I follow uh, Sinead Burke as well. And, yeah. and, and, like, you know, she's brilliant as well for raising awareness. If you ever want to feel like a culture, stand next to Sinead Burke. Oh, really? Like, yeah, she's always dressed in, like, Armani. Oh, I know. I, I just love looking at her, her Instagram. <laughs> but, like, the work she's doing, again, for raising awareness. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just... You, she just has put some small things even on Instagram at times that just makes me think God I never thought of that even just image descriptions yeah do you know and uh, we've got a lot of work to do yeah you know, we really have there's even things that you were even I would take for granted mm. like I'd be often on boards and I'd have to speak on behalf of all disabilities and I'm like I'm not blind I'm not deaf I don't know how this is going to work like yeah. I remember two years ago I was in um, England and Man City were opening a new autism unit and someone messaged me saying you should go down and visit and I was like why like you know and I, I understand what they meant but like I was hardly going to go to an autism unit you know just to you know show face you know things like but that but you become a representative the same way as I'm yeah. sort of rep- expected to represent all women even though like women in sport have hugely different experiences and, yeah. and that it, it's there and there is definitely like you know it's interesting that you said about the fact that I'm involved is that the reason why the ladies are, you know are, are playing the double headers but if that wasn't happening like there's greater pressure on me to make sure that happens did you find that you was, know, like on your I must do this because yeah. people are driving me demented about it well it's not even that but there's an expectation yeah. that I will do things to promote women's sport which is fine I, I have no problem with that but that pressure wasn't on all of the chairpersons who went before me mm. because they were men so they were only they, it wasn't expected of them and I suppose sometimes that frustrates me a little bit why should there be different expectations of me yeah. than there are of the people who came before me now I'm delighted that I can have the opportunity to do those things and it was on my to-do list to get those double headers look it's a no-brainer and I'm still saying I said it at GA Congress this year I shouldn't have to do that because it should be happening at the top level yeah. when fixtures are being made at the national level of all three bodies that yeah. is the time to coordinate them. 
you know, yeah. not to have all of count- the counties running around saying what can we accommodate. They should come out to us in that way. And I really hope that will start to happen. I think, again, there's an awareness that it should. And from this year, from next year on, or from soon on, I suppose it was passed to Congress this this year, um, Camogie and Ladies Football will be represented on the JA Central Council, you know. It's a big so step. It is a big step. So hopefully things like just, I mean, it would be just so much easier for everyone if those fixtures were, were done at national level and just came out to us as a fait accompli. Yeah. You know, we didn't have to worry about it. Um, I suppose, you know, 2018 was, um, it was a bit of a, a, a mad year more than anything else. And I always joke that Cork GA, that we definitely are the most radical GA groups in terms of, like, we are diehard extremists. Um, but 2018, I remember hurling. It was a decent year, and I remember the defeat to Limerick. It was just, it was it was kind of sickening more so because you were like, oh, man, we really had that in the bag. But I suppose football was extra tough. You know, Munster final, that, like, hammering to Kerry and Parky Cueve, you know, and the big hype, the big hype of, oh, we're going to be playing a Parky Cueve, and then the subsequent defeat to Tyrone. Um, I suppose you were looking at that and was there a lot of people kind of coming to you going this is Tracy what are you doing this is your fault you know or did you find that like kind of tough not that you expected success but were you kind of standing there going oh that's a bit of a shame yeah I think we were on a little bit of a high after our win over Tipperary yeah, because um, that had been a really good game. I mean, we played really well it was enjoyable football and I suppose maybe we thought we were somewhere we weren't mm. but I always find Cork defeats hard you know, why wouldn't I? You know, my whole, as I say, all every spare minute of my time is, is built around Cork. I'm a, I am a fan above everything else. Yeah. I'm a fan, you know. Uh, I cry when we win, I cry when we lose. You know, it's it's part of of the feelings that all our fans have. I get, feel the euphoria, I feel the devastation. So, and, and again, I have very high expectations for Cork. Like, I mean, I want to win the double every year. Yeah. <laughs> and people say to me, oh, you're from a hurling area. But it's not like that for me. It's all Cork. You know, whether it's hurling, camogie, ladies football or men's football, it's it's Cork. They're wearing a Cork jersey. I want them to win. Yeah. So the defeat to Kerry was very, very difficult. And then I suppose we still hoped we might pick it up. So the Tyrone one was the worst. That experience, I remember sitting up there and it's like... Oh my god, it's just so awful. I remember getting the call going, "Can you write eight hundred words on it?" And I was like, "Oh, oh eight hundred's a, a lot of words to put into this performance." Oh, it was very, very hard. Yeah, that's a segment from uh, Joanne's uh, podcast with uh, Tracy Kennedy, which will be available on Friday. The second part uh, with the Cork County Board Chairperson it will be available on Friday from noon on redextra.ie and uh, from every podcast as well. Tiger Woods is now two shots clear at the top of the leaderboard at Augusta. He has just uh, birdied uh, hole 16 uh, to move two shots clear of the chasing pack, which includes Dustin Johnson, who's in the clubhouse, uh, Xander Scheifele, who's playing 18, and Brooks Kopka, who's playing 17. It looks like it's going to be Tiger's day. He just needs to stay focused. And this is going to be an incredible, an incredible story. All right, we're nearly out of time. Uh, but Phoenix Wrestling back in Cork this Friday for what promises to be another top-class show. For more on it, one of the people behind Phoenix, Billy Bedlam, uh, calling to me to look ahead. Yeah, things are going great, boy. Um, very busy as usual. I, we were just chatting myself and Marion Armstrong there earlier. This is our 10th over 18 show, mm. and we're not even 10 months old. Yeah. Maybe 11. We're planning our anniversary show in July, but uh, this is our 10th show coming up. Uh, 11, if you include the one we did... Uh, uh, on two days notice so things are really busy but yeah really talk good. to me about that courage show and, and the events that happened and how you ended up doing a show on two days notice that ended up being a massive success well uh, myself and Marion were actually booked on the show to wrestle for courage right and 
we heard that the ticket sales weren't doing very well or whatever and we got contacted within both on a Monday or Tuesday to say that the show had been pu- pu- pulled right mm. um, and then we got other conflicting information that the ticket sales were going fine but the the owners of Courage who were actually DJs were didn't want to follow up with the, 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 the owner of the nightclub or what or not so we don't really know exactly what happened but anyway so all these uh, wrestlers were out of going to be able to work for the weekend and whatnot. Mm. and they We'd, like Marion had time off work booked myself we'd time off stuff so we decided to see could we do the impossible without, even without a venue we'd know a venue we'd know the keynote was, was booked so we said let's try and put on a show and within 48 hours we had a venue and we had uh, a big audience uh, mm. inside in the Circus Factory which we hope to be back to actually before the end it of the year it looked like a cool venue it's a really cool venue it's a really cool venue to bring your own beer which is always cool as well mm. um, and we had, a, we, had a, we had a really good show we booked everybody that we could that was on the Courage show plus we you know brought in our own guys as well um, Ricky Graham was on it Raven Creed was on it yeah. uh, that kind of thing uh, Butch Armstrong actually was on it as well mm. um, so yeah so it was a really good show I'd imagine like the, the cool you must have got from the wrestling yeah. Family in Ireland must have been huge after that. There was no failing. No matter what happened, there was no failing in it. I mean, we looked at it as a kind of a PR stunt anyway. Yeah. So we were always going to come out looking good. Mm. We really got our name out there um, even further. And, you know, by the fact that it was a su- su- success, we got a lot of people contacting us from around the country saying, well done, lads. Mm. Thank, you know, you did a good thing here. Um, and I think it's, it's kind of cemented ourselves as, um, you know, Phoenix is a good brand and, and we're here to stay, you know. So, mm. yeah. And speaking of Irish wrestling, um, just to get away from Phoenix, but yeah. Becky Lynch winning at WrestleMania last weekend is a massive shot in the arm for Irish wrestling. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Becky is, like, she's been all over the world wrestling. Like, mm. uh, I think um, she was in Cork wrestling in, in Balancholic, like, when she was 17. I saw her wrestling in Trabulgan with Seamus and, and Finn Balor on an Irish whip wrestling card back yeah. in 2003. Yeah, 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 yeah. people in a small room. Now look at her, it's amazing. That's it, you put in the hard yards, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Irish are well represented now in WWE, and there's Killian Danes as well, which is at four, I think. Maybe there's one or two more that can't. Um, Think about the top of my head, but Irish wrestling is huge mm. at the moment, and it was amazing to see Becky win the both belts at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's uh, Billy Bedlam and Phoenix Wrestling. They're back in the Kino on Friday night. And if you want to see me get slapped in the face by a professional wrestler in an yes. interview that's gone awry that we didn't uh, air today because of some unprofessional conduct by a certain Butch Armstrong. Um, you can check out Phoenix Wrestling's Facebook page to see me get slapped square in the face by a very angry man who's going to get beaten by Marion Armstrong on Friday night. It was really awkward when that happened. We were in the atmosphere like... Uh, I've oh never been God. slapped in the face before. <laughs> well, first off, I've never had someone storm out on me before. And secondly, I've never been slapped yeah. in the face. Uh, sorry, on air, I've definitely been slapped in the face before, but I <laughs> haven't been slapped in the face while doing an interview while someone was storming out. It was an experience. But uh, if you want to see me get slapped in the face, check out Phoenix Wrestling's uh, Facebook page. The video is there. All right, Tiger Woods looks like he's going to win the Masters. He's uh, too clear. He's uh, currently playing 17. Uh, it's going to be a, a tremendous uh, story and a tremendous comeback for Woods and his uh, first, uh, is it his first major since 2008? 2008, yeah, a long time. So it's going to be epic. Yeah, it's go- I'm looking forward to watching the end of that there. All right, we're out of time. Thanks very much for tuning our way. We're back next Saturday from 6 p.m. Our podcast will be online very shortly. Red Extra and wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that kind of crack Enjoy the rest of your night folks, Green and Red's up next The Big Red Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM